Welcome back to CFTMTM, or for those of you who like, prefer to live unabbreviated, that is Camp Friends Talk Movies trademarked. And can either of you guess which show I just pulled that quote from? Aquarius. No, it's from Wet Out American Summer. Oh. The the, uh, the beekeeper who is my hero of that show. Sam the, Levine. The kid who stays behind and doesn't shower all summer because he thinks he's running a radio show. Was that you? Uh, yeah, that was that was me. Were you set up in the chicken coop. A, a beekeeper, you know, whenever a beekeeper's a hero or at least a narrator, you got a, a beekeeper and a botanist. Aren't That's you why. offended that he is calling himself a beekeeper, but there's no bees involved? No. Apiary training. He's not an apiist. Um, well, no, because he is an uh, aspiring beekeeper. He has all of his little bees out there buzzing for the best gossip. I don't think that's his story at all. But yeah, that's a nice fan fiction there. Though. No, but that's what he says in uh, some head cannon. That's what he says in the movie. He says, "Well, I've got all my little bee worker bees out there picking up." Do you know what a metaphor is? A, a what? Nothing. A meta? Yeah. Uh, so so you liked Wet Hot American Summer? I did. We? The show I did, yes. Who didn't? I, well, a None few, of us a three. few people, but yeah, no one here. Yeah, I thought it was, it's exactly how you do that sort of thing. It's enough callback with enough new stuff, also kind of just goofing on the nature of prequels in the first place. None of the cameos seemed forced either. They were all so good. I can't think of one cameo that like took me out of it. I mean, they're all really funny. I mean, even John Hamm is, is great. Yeah. Well, I mean, his. I, I preferred thinking that the. the, the I, oh, I did uh, have uh, three. Um, uh, spoilers, I assume. Well, nah, yeah, just, I guess. You say something from the end. Um, We're well, assuming that you, you've seen it's not most, from the if end. not all of it. It's not from the end. It's, kinda, it's, it's like the third episode in or whatever. So I, I did have three gripes with them. One was the redheaded kid was a bad guy, which would never happen in real life because redheaded kids are picked on eternally because they have no souls. Oh, he was so Two, good, though. Oh, yeah, he but he was, was really so funny. mean. But um, I hate that. What Mumble Princess? Oh God. Um, two, I liked it better when I thought Jean's well, Jean was talking to the can of beans just because it was his del- own delusion, not because there was a. No, but the other guy, the his cook reference. Yeah, he references it as well. He says maybe you should talk to him. This has been a comment. I don't think a lot of people missed that, but in this in the movie. 80 Miles, who is Gene's assistant, the redhead. The right. Un- good redhead. A good redhead. The love take me down the streets from yes. role models redhead. Um, he picks up the can of vegetables after Gene says he's going to go find his sweaters and says maybe you should talk to him. Right, because he thinks that he knows that that's Gene's delusion. Why would he buy into it when Gene's not around? Because he's just so sick of all the antics that Gene pulls that he just goes... Uh, maybe maybe you should talk to him. It sounds like some more fan fiction. Anyway. Speaking of which, did you guys see the other documentary on the original making of Wet Hot American Summer? I need to, but I hear it is very fun. God, it looks so much fun. Yeah. It's all just like, because they stayed at the camp and it was so like low budget. It's just them getting 12 packs every night and like hanging out and partying. What was your third gripe? Uh, third gripe was, I think that... What's her name? Like Describe the character. Uh, the art teacher who... Yeah, Molly Shannon. Yeah, Molly Shannon. She, like, again, I think they took... Gail. Gail, that's it. They took power away from her in that she's made a lot of these... You know, she stands up to the person who she wants to... Who she's married to in the the movie. And it's kind of like... It's kind of a... You know, she stands up to him and says no, but 
now you've got that backlog of mistakes that she's quickly married again and divorced or not married. She and gets engaged and married to a, a ten-year-old kid in the movie. Yeah. But how much power are you taking away from her? I, I just think, but I think like, uh, what was I? Tr- I had a thought about it the other day. It was the matter of. Um, I think the joke is that she just keeps meeting people who are willing to marry her, but she keeps acting like, oh my god, this will never happen again. Um, it almost makes it. Not funnier, but makes it funny for a new reason. Another reason. I don't know. I saw her standing up, finally having the gumption, standing up to somebody she didn't want to be with, right, with being so like a mo- like it's kind of a moving moment. So that's later though. As that happens as, after this. I like if she that, reaches that point here, that doesn't make sense. I like that at the end of camp in the movie she only has one crayon in the art supply, but in the show, at the beginning when she's eavesdropping on Gene or what's his Jurgensen. Uh, Jonas Jurgensen. Uh, Jonas Jurgensen. She's got like two full boxes of crayons that she <laughs> can barely so. carry. Um, I thought Christopher Maloney was by far the MVP. Easy. He only had like a little bit of material, but he killed it. And Bradley Cooper, who I guess was only on set for one day, and the way they get around it is having him wear a ski mask. DJ for like ski mask. <laughs> um, yeah, Which, I like. I thought that set it apart from Arrested Development's kind of like. What the the fourth season because they tried to force people into storylines where they couldn't fit and yeah. I know you've you've had you've so come around on the fourth season but wait what I love the fourth season yeah I know I know but I'm saying Ugh. I particularly don't and I I feel, I feel be sad I can tell that he doesn't but it seems like it's Iron Man three all over again. to me no. there is no fourth season of Arrested Development but When Hot American Summer works around that so well I mean they just have catered storylines instead of uh, just like there is no office after Michael Scott leaves the last scene of the office is Pam hugging Michael Scott in the airport and I cry every time after what about that, the finale nope doesn't exist but Michael Scott's back yeah it's nope. actually pretty good yeah the finale's great Pam hugs Michael, shows over. I don't. You're a demanding uh, audience member. I, I damn well I should be. I should be a Nielsen family, Nelson family, whatever that's the called. The people who do the ratings. Yeah, the people who do the ratings. No more Kardashians Your on my TV. Counts for like a whole share. Yeah, I know. I'd have a whole share. Oh, just be all USA dramas. <laughs> Psych would be back on TV. Okay, I Happy endings that. would be back on TV. So you're you're into USA the I love drama USA Wait, characters welcome. I, I, yeah, I get, I yeah, Doug Doug Benson. What he gets them mixed up as as do I. Oh, which which one is characters welcome and which one is drama? We know drama. Oh, we know drama. We Isn't know. that isn't that USA too? Yeah, this is the joke because no one can remember. Right? Uh, Hold on, yeah. let's fact check. After further research, it's confirmed TNT is We Know Drama and USA is Characters Welcome. Welcome. But apparently, and uh, Pease and I have been talking back and forth about this, USA has their own drama now called Mr. Robot, which I want to get into, Well, but I haven't yet. The USA Characters Welcome is um, from Workaholics. They say, that's our nation's motto, <laughs> USA Characters Welcome. <laughs> and so that's where I know it from. Well, speaking of uh, One Hot American Summer... Uh, Paul Rudd, I thought was also really great. I like that he was totally game for, like, I, I mean, so Bradley Cooper filmed for one day, and I don't know, like, maybe it was a schedule thing, or I don't think it had much to do with vanity, but Paul Rudd seemed like he was on set for a while and did all kinds of, like, he pretty much did whatever they told him to do. Uh, there's some good callbacks. There's one great callback, too. They came together, which uh, Philip has just seen for the first time. Philip! <laughs> Who's this Philip character you're talking about? <laughs> 
Yeah, we get emails from them. <laughs> yeah, I've been answering the phone, Philip Bowerly, recently. Yeah. Um, and way in the background, there's also a state reference uh, during the second to last episode, I think, which is pretty fun to catch. Well, what's the state callback? We know what the They Came Together callback is. Uh, when they're outside the party, you can hear Camarino yelling, I want to dip my balls in it. Oh, <laughs> But the um, the they came together callback probably made me laugh the hardest, and it's it's nice to have that kind of payoff. But so, I guess the backstory is that Christopher Maloney and they came together as like their boss, and he shows up to a Halloween party in like a tight spandex superhero costume, and shits his pants in the bathroom because he can't get it off quick enough, and then t- uh, tells them all when they call him out on it. The only explanation you can think of is that someone took his costume, shit in it, took it off, and then left it there. And then, so, the same thing happens in What Hot American Summer with the kid explaining how that must have happened for them to find his shit pants, and then Christopher Maloney comes back with the line, that is the only logical explanation. The, I've been in such a messed up universe, I watched White Hurricane American Summer, I watched They Came Together, which is, it stars Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler, and I watched... It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, it's a pretty good movie, if you're looking for, if you like David Wayne... Then watch They Came Together. And then I've also been watching Parks and Rec, and so I've had this mixed up universe of. That's a lot of Amy Poehler. Oh my god. There's some party such... down in there to get to yeah. real confusion. Uh, and I Love You Man. Yes. I watched that the other night, which had Paul Rudd in it as the main character. And so I've had these mixtures of universes. I'm just all confused, including, I mean, Ant Man I saw the other day. It's well, in. Speaking of universes, the Marvel. Cinematic universe. Yeah, we can double down on Paul Rudd. What did you think about Ant Man? I Billy? thought I thought MCU st- stood for Marvel Comic Universe. It's Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, because it's the yes. cinematic universe, not the comic universe. But MCU stands for both, right? Nope. Mm, comic one cinematic. is six one six. Okay. Well, I or stand just corrected. the Marvel Universe. Okay. Well, now I know that. Uh, I'm trying to transition to Ant-Man. I know. Well, no. About your shortcomings. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> Excuse me. We've been real scattered. Who wants so to be far. a millionaire? Get at me. I'll, I'll answer what MCU stands for now and 616 stands for, so booyah. Um, Ant-Man. Saw it. Loved it. It's worth seeing in 3D. Mm-hmm. My favorite Marvel... My favorite Marvel comic universe. Sorry. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Bees. Movie in 3D so far. I think it was the most effective. In 3D or like period? In just 3D. 3D. Which I, I, ones have you seen in 3D? Yeah. So we saw Ultron. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Uh, I'm guessing it wins out of two then. <laughs> it's like no. maybe like the Winter second Soldier. Thor maybe. I think we saw the second Thor in 3D. I saw... What, what is in... Um, right, so you like the 3D a lot. It was a good use of the three. I actually agree. It's one of the where first does it where does it fall then in your? I mean, you don't have to tell me exactly, but kind of vaguely, where does it fall under your rankings of the Marvel movies? Because uh, for me, it's like squarely in the middle, which is a good thing. I was going to say, it's yeah, it's like six or seven. I, I don't know where exactly, but it's like a. It beats all the interesting but flawed, but doesn't quite like the Thor's the big like yeah the Thor's uh, Incredible Hulk. So because uh, was it what you expected? going into it. I mean, because we wanted it to be good, yeah. and we heard so much bad hype, and then right before it came out, we knew it would be kind of good, and then I enjoyed it. It made yeah, me feel really fun. good. I, I liked it as a movie. It was good. It's a good, fun time. It's like... It wasn't as, like, it wasn't as vanilla what, as I thought it would no. be. 
Guardians, and that's the uh, that's what I also love along those lines. Uh, my other favorite 3D movie of the year definitely was Jurassic World. It was. You don't want to oh have like, some fun time before we get to that. No, I love it. I just absolutely love it, bees. And I know it's your favorite movie too, so I know you're anxious to get talking. What did you like about Jurassic World, Phil? Um, so bees can shoot it down. Uh, Chris Pratt used a lever action rifle in it. Actually, uh, what's her name? Used it more than him. I well, think. I know. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard. And then has to give the gun back because it's a sexist movie. Oh yeah, it, it, it's a little whitewashed too. But um, I didn't it, think it was sexist. I think they had stupid motives for some things. Um, but it's, it's number one grossing fun. in the mo- number one grossing movie in the world because it hit at the peak nostalgia point for dinosaurs, and it's not glare. It's like competent. I think we're going to just have to agree to disagree. Um, but Ant-Man, what ironically... So you're for, jumping back now. Oh, man. For, for Ant-Man, though, if you look at it, so <laughs> you've got... You gave me the driver's seat when you let me do the intro. So when you look at it, both wasps and ants are hymenoptera. They're both Ooh, in the membrane. Like what does that mean? a bit of a spoiler, Philby. Yeah. It's not a spoiler, because... What does that word mean? Hymenoptera means membranous wings because they have wings that attach to one another. It's not a spoiler because he's... Oh, he's Yellow Jacket. That's what I meant to say. Yellow Jacket and Ant-Man... So bees. Bees, yes. Beads. Beads? Bees. They don't allow bees. Job's not on board. Job's not on board. Uh, <laughs> but they, uh, they're they all in the hymenoptera. So they should come. Hymenoptera man. man. Well, but then that would be the whole crew. Well, then they could market that as well. Uh, well, I think they could like market the squadron, it that well. They, the Snake Squadron. They'd nail down the Ed Tamalgist bracket. That would be fine. Oh, yeah. It's uh, a popular bracket. It's a popular... There's literally hundreds of them. There are literally... <laughs> you want to name a top-grossing movie, it's entomology-based, right? Now, Tommy, did they get the science? I know you're about the ants, right? I know bullet ants are really painful. Yeah. So those are all... Are, uh, you can call me out on asking a dumb question, but are those all like real types of ants what, that they talk about? What are the species about? again? It's crazy ants. Can they really conduct electricity? Oh, I don't believe that. that That's I mean, disappointing. I don't believe that. Unexpected. Fuck it, horse movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, I can believe a guy shrinks down to the size of an ant but, but, but still has the same physics, but I can't believe that they created a fake ant species. I don't um, think they control ants. Can they do that? Constructed. They do construct like that. And carpenter ants? Do they really have wings? There are carpenter so ants. So three for four is not bad at all. Not compared. I mean, it's we're batting way higher than Spider Man did in the oh, original Spider Man with Tobey Maguire. They're. I haven't seen him so long, but they're... Oh, that was a good movie. That's not disparage. Yeah. Those Maguire's spiders, Spider-Man though, I, I mean, I'm not trying to disparage. I'm Except just talking comparative science. Movie, it's I don't have a temporary it's just a suspension podcast of disbelief. About movies. I know. Weird. I don't have a temporary suspension of disbelief. But, um, what is it? The, uh, you know, it was... I liked it. Um, is this Ant-Man still? This is still Ant-Man, yeah. yeah we're we're going to hop back into Jurassic Park. We only dipped our toes into that one. Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Get it I wish we were straight or Jurassic pay Park. the price. Um, but the... Yeah, I mean, Ant-Man, pretty, it was pretty good. I've forgotten so much about Jurassic World because it's, it's not very good. Did you try um, to block it out? No, no. I, it, it, I, here's the thing. We were, we were talking about Wet Hot there. I, I realized I really don't have a lot to say. It's just it's good. Just go watch it. But sometimes you have more to say about something that isn't good. You, so you're saying that about Wet Hot that you should just go. It's good. Go watch. I'm it. saying like yes, I, there's yes. not much for me to discuss. It, it's just like no. It's really funny. It's exactly what you're supposed to do. Um, it's exactly like what we hoped it would be. Yeah. Or bees. Jurassic World. 
it's like it doesn't know what kind of movie it wants to be. It keeps changing, but not in like a way that makes sense. Other people pointed this out, but it feels like they were like, okay, we need to have this set piece, this set piece, this set piece, this set piece. Figure out how those all work together and tried to connect them with a lot of stuff that uh, just, like, doesn't make... Like, what? Why are they letting that guy fly... Uh, spoilers. Fly that yeah, helicopter around. Because he owns statute a park. Of, can statute of limitations. Uh, it's just... It's, like... Statute so of limitations. Much, yeah. The only thing... I mean, the thing that I didn't like, and there's already been articles written about this, was... And this was one of the only things I didn't like. I enjoyed it overall as, like, a, a popcorn flick, but the... Like, the woman handler that they send the kids out with, she's like, because Bryce Dallas Howard can't be bothered with the, her nephews at first. Like, the, the death that she goes through. And this is, like, the top grossing movie of the summer, so I'm assuming everyone who's listening to this has seen it Oh, already. it's in the preview. Either. Yeah. She gets, like, the most gruesome death of the entire movie, and it's so over the top. The movie literally stops and says, let's take five minutes to kill this character. And it's like, what? she was on the phone, and her boss made her do something that's not in her job. In the original Jurassic Park, the people who died, for the most part, like, the terrible deaths were, like, the bad, like, the terrible people. Like, the lawyer, or the guy, like, stealing the DNA. He wasn't even that terrible. Well, alright, here's... I mean, but, I, I mean, like, they... Their deaths don't really make you shake your head and lawyer. say why. The blood-sucking lawyer. Don't I'll explain it. why that's okay. Why yeah. it's okay for her to die. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm agreeing with you on that. Um, so yeah, you can't do a clear-cut morality thing, like, only bad people get killed, only good people. No, but there I is a certain that. amount of, uh, unspoken contract that birth movies, uh, Death has a good article about this, if you just search Jurassic World, I think it's still in their top five stories, probably. Yeah, it's been like their number one story for weeks. Cause... It's a real good breakdown. Here's Jurassic Park, those deaths make sense. The lawyer, Gennaro, gets killed in a kind of a cool, almost funny way, because he abandons the kids. That's his sin. That's why he, it's okay that they kill him like that. He abandons two kids. Right. That's okay, wrong. Fine. Okay. In a movie, in movie language, that is wrong, and maybe not deserving of death, but it doesn't mean that. And this you're chick's just feel trying bad. to babysit her kids and do her job. Yeah, they. they it's not even like she. They. She loses them through neglect. They run away from her. The whole. Th- it's. I think it's supposed to build up. Be like, she's no fun. Well, like, why does, does Muldoon get killed? Muldoon does get killed, but he dies heroically. He dies. He's he trying to protect Lord, but he's yeah. protecting uh, Statler. Doctor Statler. Uh, Statler. Uh, Nedry gets killed pretty gruesomely, and that's because it's all his fault. Right. The whole thing comes crashing um, down. Arnold, his death is pretty quick, but it's, it's it's not. Well, it is a little heroic. He did go out there, but it's more for horror purposes. It's to have that arm come down. Spoiler um, alert. God, bees! Not everybody's seen the movie. Some people, you've seen it enough for everyone. <laughs> Four times in the theater when it came back for 3D. Um, I think I'm missing one. So, bees, what, 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 uh, what do you think? Some parts worked for you for Jurassic World. There might yeah. be like some scenes that are like the pterodon, at least in concept of all these things coming and picking people up, is kind of cool. But it's just well, it was, doesn't. There's no purpose to it. And you said it's just a fun popcorn movie, but. You can make those and have them be smart. Yeah, AKA Jurassic wrong, Park. But the uh, and but there's stuff in here's the thing. There's stuff in Jurassic Park that doesn't make sense. Do you know why we don't care about that? Because it's a good movie. You mean the level of the Tyrannosaurus yeah, paddock, paddock? Yeah, gets shifted. But you know what? When you're watching it, you don't think that for a second. You're just like, oh, this is cool. But the um, the thing about the ter- the pterodactyls and the pterodons and everything like that that drove me freaking nuts was that the crowd was running. And Chris Pratt's looking up and shooting these thousand-pound flying dinosaurs down yeah, and crashing the them job. down on people. And he's just, like, why did he even go into the 
Indominus Rex, there's the, they say they can track it that other way. I, I usually hate taking apart movies like this. But when you have nothing else to focus on, they couldn't track it because it was. It had but they frog later like, oh wait, it. we have this other way of tracking it. It had the tracking device still in that part. It didn't have the. It had the tracking device, right? But which I believe is later, the way yeah. is the first way you would try to track the monster. Well, that was a stu- stupid way for it to get out. But I still, I don't even know how they're because they've already. Of course, they're already going to do a sequel. But like, yeah, what's like, the sequel? Like, hey, it hasn't worked like twice already. And here's why it's it's uh, it's maybe not overtly sexist but pretty damn sexist it's because it's another story where uh, she cares about her job she needs to learn how to care about kids like really they have her sister like be upset that she doesn't want kids who gives a crap the connection between rest development archer and the office right there that the mother the mother <laughs> and is from, yeah and ant-man mother's from uh okay it's I, the same okay, actress okay, yeah okay, imdb trivia i'm just saying uh say goodbye to these say goodbye let's give her a good role and not have her be the estranged wife the other thing that made me laugh is just well not laugh but like afterwards is when they're like just about like they're giddy about seeing the park and the kid out of nowhere is like mom and dad are gonna get divorced no, and then know. it's not mentioned for the rest of the movie, like it has no bearing on like. Uh, but well, then there's like it for the sequel. Then they, no, they don't pull that. They have to. <laughs> they have to explain the metaphors too. Like the kid jumps in the waterfall. It's like you jumped, and it's like wow, he jumped. Hey, remember when we fixed up Granddad's old car? <laughs> Let's fix up a car that's been stagnant for fifteen years because all it needs is like an oil change and a new She's, battery. Like, like, go, go read film critics Hulk from Critic Hulk's takedown of it. It, it's just, I think nothing really works in the movie. It's not. If you're not paying attention, maybe it's fun. Boobies. Are you discrediting Philby's opinion? Boobies. I, I, we disagree. So Philby, like, so uh, wait, do you think it's a do you think do you think it's a fun movie or do you think it's like a really good movie? I can't wait to buy it. On he's you. not saying it's Christopher <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> I don't I mean, see. This is the thing. You can't. You can't. If I had I a lazy Sunday, if I had a lazy Sunday, I'd sit down and watch it again. But what? One, but I'd probably watch Jaws, and that's like good I'd, and fun. I'd probably watch Captain America: Winter Soldier before I watch Jurassic World on a lazy Sunday. I hope so. Yeah, I, I would really hope so. So, Toby likes it a lot. I kind of liked it. Bees just, is the opposite of both of those. Bees is just shaking his head. So while we're talking about tentpole summer movies, uh, another movie that we all recently saw, and this is probably more topical, uh, closer to the release of this podcast, was Mission Impossible 5. Uh, Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation, correct. Uh, B's, what was your thoughts? I liked it a lot. It's, it is, it's very fun. It's much more Ludlum-like. Like Robert Ludlum books. Uh, what do you mean? For those who it's more spy familiar. stuff. It's more like Meet Me in the Park and Ludlum uh, being Borns, the Borns. Well, but the books, not the movies. Right, right. <clears throat> but more, still very much like reason. spy espionage stuff. Um, but still manages to be a lot like the other Mission Impossible movies. That this, there's the scene in an opera that looks like it could be De Palma. Um, they of course have the requisite. Hey, we have to do this thing. Here's five ways we can get caught and how we have to get past it. Let's go do it. And, and they everything goes wrong, yeah, but it's like really fun. Um, as far as placement, which is kind of always the first thing people think of, I think it's still four. Ghost Protocol number Ghost one. Ghost Protocol. This one, one, three, two. Really? See, I have to visit revisit the first one because it's been so long. Well, one, three, two is the ranking of Ocean's movies. 
I'm just saying, like, that's this interesting. This has nothing to do with... No, 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 but if you look at... So if you look at but trilogies... No. So you're saying that if there are two more Oceans movies, they would be the best ones ever? Well, if you look at... If, if they were just, directed by Brad Bird and... Uh, uh, yeah. If you're looking at trilogies, two takes a fall, Lost World, That's Oceans funny, because it's 12. usually two that's the best one. Godfather 2, Empire Strikes Back, Temple mm-hmm. of Godfather 2? Two, two Towers, I think, is one of the, two the strongest Lord of the Rings. I, I mean, I think these are the popular opinions. Well then, Hobbit two. That was none the best the, out of a steaming none, pile of a trilogy. None of the Hobbit is good. <laughs> oh, that's sorry, what I'm saying. It's sorry, like... PJ. <laughs> and no, but they. I don't know. I think that's it. I didn't realize what your ranking would be for those five, the uh, the first three. But you you like this one second. You said yeah. I, I here's I, I guess the reason why I like four better is to me Mission Impossible. What separates it from James Bond or Jason Bourne? Um, is that it's always about the team, and while Tom Cruise is the star of Ghost Protocol, he's kind of almost like a Mad Max Conan type character. There's not really about him. He's just this guy who's like, ah, he's really good. And he shows up, and it's about them and working with him. This one is a little more about him, and uh, I just prefer it the other way. And the overt sign solitaire. Yes. No. See, maybe the the reason. Uh, I like this one a lot, and I agree with your rankings, except I put three as the third favorite one, just because I hold a soft spot in my heart for J.J. Abrams' projects. I used to think it was really good, and it is pretty good. But I haven't revisited it either, so... Once they get to China, I lose complete interest. Spoiler alert. And it looks... Is it... And and this is... I've read this, and now that I'm thinking about it, it's true. It looks like a TV show. Is it the opening of the third one that they have, like, the helicopters through, like, the solar windmills? Yeah, and that's a pretty cool scene. Just the windmills, yeah. The, um, the whole again, story. Sorry, again, and Philip Seymour Hoffman is so he good is in really that good. movie. It's good he's by far the best Mission Impossible villain. Yeah, I yeah, think. that's an easy contest to win. Yeah, they all kind of win. Um, win, win. Well, because most of the Mission Impossibles are more like him breaking into places or like trying to get something, and not so much like a heist, but like gaining entry and doing his part of the mission rather than like facing well, off. Because, like you said, it's team oriented. It's not mono a mono, and it's not. It's not about being the well, it's about being the best, but it's not about killing all the guys, it's about being clever. He doesn't fire a gun in the first one. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, the thing that drives me nuts about all the Mission Impossibles is the uh, overt Scientology. There is one. There is, oh, by having Tom Cruise, you are instantly promoting oh. He gets. He's like the one person who gets a pass from all that. <laughs> I don't know if he gets a pass. I mean, as far as you can separate movies. Yeah, I can separate I, I mean, like, the movies and his like shitty Scientology. Yeah. I just meant, yeah. Everyone always makes the point, and it's always good to reiterate the fact that if there's one person that never half-asses a movie, it's Tom Cruise. No matter like how crappy of a project it looks or what he's doing, like he always, you can tell he's giving it his all. He never mails it in. That's a good point. In fact, I am think I'm going to go see Oblivion now. <laughs> I, honestly, I thought Oblivion was good. I think it's on HBO, too, like the app. But another thing I think is cool is that Tom Cruise, like his last few projects have all, have all involved the same, like, writer, uh, so the guy who wrote I never saw Jack Reacher, but I heard it was okay, but he also oh, wrote uh, I didn't like Jack Reacher. He also wrote well, Edge of Tomorrow or I was going to say Live, Die, Repeat, whatever they want to call it now. Usual Suspects, too. Yeah, but so, and Tom Cruise is like kind of bringing him onto all his projects with him and I thought you could see elements of that hmm. in the new Mission Impossible. Though I would like them to get a new director for the next one. Cause well, I it's like kind of cool that it's like, like a, touch. a jumping off point for each new director. Now, Not jumping off point, but I mean, like, it's kind of... It was Brad Bird's first, like, live-action live action feature, I'd say, it? starting with three, was um, 
De Palma and, and Wu um, both had pretty, well, had had good careers. Number two did break John Wu. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I, I I'm just saying, what has he done since? When would two come out? That was like 2000. 2000. So I was just like a teenager then. And so I was like the perfect audience for it. Cause like, oh, it's great. They're like jumping off motorcycles at the same time in slow motion and hurling themselves at each other. I mean, I do like it, but it is not good. <laughs> it's the worst of the badge. Which do you like better, Jurassic, Jurassic World or Mission Impossible 2? Mission Impossible 2, because... <laughs> he just hates oh, sorry. the world so much. I'll take guys throwing themselves off motorcycles at each other for no I reason will. over... Then, uh, over. then Chris Pratt on a motorcycle you know, leading of a Velociraptor Because it makes sense why they're jumping off the motorcycles. Doesn't you mean it doesn't make sense that they don't want to militarize raptors with... Uh, it doesn't make sense that he's like, this is a bad idea. Well, we're going to do it anyways. Okay, I'll help. <laughs> well, we're going to do it with you or without you. This out, but when he's like, oh, he's looking at me because he knows I'm the boss. And they're like, he's looking at you because you're prey. No, he's looking at you because his face is in a cage and that's the only way he can look. <laughs> no, it's looking at him because he's prey. He at least was like kind of fun over the top. I'll give him that. Um, what's his name? Gorn from mm-hmm. Law and Order. Who's that? The... Oh, the military guy. The military. Uh, Denofria. Kingpin. Denofria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, I just finished Daredevil. It was pretty good. It was all right. He was good. I'm, I'm interested to see. I'm psyched for... Uh, seen one episode. Shane from The Walking Dead is going to be Punisher in season oh, two. Yeah. Which is good casting, though I hope he actually wears the shirt. Speaking of Walking Dead, Phil be the Fear uh, the Walking Dead starts soon. I'm looking forward to that. I did definitely spoil Walking Dead season four for my roommate the other day, though. What is the hook of Fear the Walking Dead? It's, it's like the 28 days later, so instead of Walking Dead where he wakes up and it's all already happened... It's like them going through all the stages of infection through L.A. So it's like, oh, there's a couple kids out of school. Like, oh, there's they like an ep- kind of an epidemic. Uh-oh, there's like zombies on the street now. Okay. It's, it's, it's uh, what's it called? The Dawn of the, Dawn Dead. Of the Dead, yeah. It's Dawn got a really good cast. Uh, Kim Dickens is the lead. There, I mean, she's in a lot. Of, she's in Gone Girl as the detective. Is Better Call Saul gonna? Did they cancel that? No, no it got, got renewed. renewed for second season, really? before the first season. Yeah, both the guys right. got nominated for. Uh, well, I mean, actor, Jonathan well, Banks and. I'm just surprised spinoffs don't typically work. Yeah, like that two season one hit wonder Frasier. Yeah, two season one hit wonder. Um, Dwight Schrute show didn't, Frazier. Uh, didn't work. That didn't out. even get picked up though. No, that, there no. was never been a pilot. Show. Or no, it yeah, was. It got was merged pilot, into the office. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. They dropped that like a hot tamale, but um, I mean, spinoffs like hot tamale. Okay. Um, spinoffs don't typically work, so I'm surprised to see AMC's investing pretty heavily in uh, Fear the Walking Dead and Better Call Saul. Well, yeah, because the Mad Men just ended, and so I'll throw in my not a plug because everyone watched a lot of people watch Mad Men, but I thought the season finale nailed it. Yeah, I don't think either of you guys bees you watched a handful. I went to a Mad Men party once. Yeah. I thought that nailed it. While we're plugging TV shows, uh, it's kind of dumb to plug it now that it's gotten canceled and on Saturday nights, but Hannibal has been really great. It's so good. Be- you're going to go back out. and binge watch it and regret that you didn't watch it when it was on TV. I mean, I wouldn't have helped it, but yeah. Pour one out. My Nielsen family rating well, would have. With Hannibal, though, it's it's really shown a giant middle finger to anyone that wants to like come aboard like late in the season. Like You literally have to watch from the first season, otherwise oh, yeah, you come yeah, in and I, say, what the heck I'm is going on? Uh, they just hit Red Dragon, right? Yeah. When they're pretty faithful to that, though, it's pretty by the story and movie, faithful to the adaption. <laughs> There's a guy charged through a sliding door to Inagata Devita. I don't think we've reached that point yet. Do you know what that is? No. It's Manhunter, which is the first Hannibal oh, Lecter okay. movie. That's the first adaption of Red Dragon. Played by Brian Cox. 
Hmm. Now, I just it, think that's interesting that now, another guy played Anthony Hopkins for uh, the characters for. Well, they have a different guy that plays Anthony Hopkins, but then they also have the guy who plays the villain or just the, the bad guy, the murderer, uh, the Red Dragon, is Richard Armitage, who plays, uh, speaking back to the Hobbit, uh, Thorin. But he's, he's really good in this. That's good. Uh, what What's the other plug I wanted to put I, in? I saw the season finale of Halt and Catch Fire, and I have not watched the show, but it looked pretty cool. Oh, Halt <laughs> and Catch Fire has been great, too. That's I really want that to get renewed. They're kind of in a holding pattern on that. But the first season, you don't need to watch it. Second season, <laughs> you can start... For Fresh. those of us who don't know what Holt and Catch Fire is, what it's AMC's other drama, computers, yeah, computers and nerd stuff. Okay. The theory, the premise of the first season that they had last year was it's like the early to mid '80s when the internet's kind of just started being invented and like computers like the Macintosh are being created and they kind of get in at the ground level of that and create their own thing. Lee Pace is in it, yeah, and he's really great. But they kind of try to make him like a Don Draper in the first season, and then they kind of they do a soft reboot of it in the second season, where like they're kind of more internet oriented rather than like trying to create a computer. Uh, so that just finished its second season. That's really good. Uh, and lastly, the show I just got into and binge watch was Rick and Morty, which I really love. It is a great show on. Adult Swim? Adult Swim. Adult Swim, which is cartoon. It's also on Hulu Plus, so thanks to Philby, I was able to watch the whole first season. Yeah, Hulu Plus is applauding your uh, use of my account, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, So it's basically, uh, it's Dan Harmon uh, co-created it. He is the guy who made Community, and the season he was fired from Community, he made the show with this guy, Justin Roiland. I'm unclear of any more history beyond that, but I think there is more to it. Uh, It's basically Doc and Marty from Back to the Future, but reimagined as these kind of messed up characters. So, like, the, the doctor, which is Rick. Uh, he's like, like the alcoholic grandpa. Boozes, he's crazy, he, gamb- he does all, like, the, you know. Sins. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get biblical about it. Phil <laughs> um, biblical. And Morty is his grandson, who is, uh, usually suffers for the adventures they go on. And you know, you would think, I mean, most of the stuff on Adult Swim is kind of niche, and this kind, this is too, to an extent though, but it's, it's so good. I mean, calling it just like a cartoon is kind of a disservice to it. It's, there's like really heavy hitting episodes as well as some that just like had me howling as well. Yeah, there, it, it goes to some really dark places, but it never... Really quickly too, like where it just hits you at the end. But it doesn't feel like, like Family Guy or some other shows on Adult Swim where it's like, oh, we're going to be messed up and weird. Like there's, For there's shock value, weight, there's no yeah. shock value to there's it. There's weight and purpose behind it and, and narrative um, purpose. Yeah, so Rick and Morty, Hannibal, Halt and Catch Fire, uh, last season of Mad Men. Uh, you guys haven't caught up on True Detective yet, so no. we'll talk about that at a later point. As we're bringing back a tradition from the Bendy Philby show, and we're by bringing, popular request, by popular request, we're bringing it back to uh, CFTMTM, and that is for our. I'm making it work, bees, and that is for I'm our. Be very popular. Our super fans to uh, <laughs> our super fans to ask us questions. So we asked some of our super fans to ask us questions, and we're going to give you the answers to those. Uh, our super fan Lisa uh, asked us what. 
was one of the most recent books we read was um, I was being a singular because I've only read one recently. Um, mine is going to be Berenstein Bears. Bears. What? I've heard it's supposed to pronounce Berenstein. Oh, Berenstein Bears. Bears. Yeah. Watch out. Um, my life is a shame. My Stay life. with God. me. Yeah, the um, my my book I was reading was Groundbreaking Food Gardens by Nikki Jabor. And was it a page turner? It was. Well, shut up. So for this nerd over here, compared to the other two nerds, um, it I like it. It's a good time. I mean, it's not a good time to start a garden, but it's a good time to start planning for next year's garden. So for all of you at home wanting to grow more vegetables and grow them year-round, check out Nikki Jabor's books, either Groundbreaking Food Garden or Four-Year Vegetable Garden. Um, that's it. I'm I'm not a fiction reader, so I'm gonna let the other two fiction readers take over. For well, me. Wait, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. When you read these, do you like sit down? Do you like turn on a light, light a cigar, and just like read the book, or is it like, oh, I'm planting a garden. Let me look this thing up. Yeah. I, do you read like analytically, or are you reading it for for pleasure? I don't. I'm reading it for pleasure. I don't have. There's even a centerfold section where they show you extra diagrams. Oh, extra, extra, diagra- extra large diagrams okay. and maps. Um, but the- Check out the rutabagas <laughs> on that rutabaga. <laughs> Why are there so many beats in here? Look um, at those bulbs. <laughs> so the... Uh, but the... I, my attention span's not very good, so I can't sit down and read a fiction book from cover to cover. I like to bounce between books, which has only been exasperated by my Kindle, um, giving me the ability to read all 20 of my books all at once. But um, Groundbreaking Food Gardens, it is especially uh, I'm especially able to do that because it's by chapter. Nikki Jabor asked all of her garden writer friends to submit a garden design to her, and so she's included them as... Um, each as a chapter, and so there's some that are very have great advice. Some of them have even even the mediocre ones have good advice. Um, but it is it's a book that lends itself to bouncing around, so that's why I bounce around in it. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's my reading habit. I'm now. not being I'm not being sarcastic. I understand. Yeah. No. Yeah, and I I, t- I tend to stay away from cigars with when I'm reading. I should, I, but that's why you have your Kindle though. Yeah, that's yeah. why my Kindle though. Yeah, my Kindle Fire. Maybe you should vape to make it more authentic. Oh, I should yeah. definitely uh, vaping yeah. and reading. That's yeah. A new vape store opened up down the street from me. Uh, nice. The Iron Lung, which is the irony great, of great irony. imagery to call up. Yeah, I would stuff. say maybe the gen- maybe the younger generation than us doesn't know what an Iron Lung is, but having grown up on uh, classic cartoon. Cartoons, we'll the Bugs Bunny fun. cartoons, they had iron lungs on there. I think there was one Duck, Ren and Stimpy, maybe. Was it too. Ren and Stimpy? Or no, Daffy uh, Duck gets d- into one. Yeah, Daffy Duck. Rocko's Modern Life is what Rock I was thinking. Rocko's Modern Life is the one, yeah. Um, knew what an iron lung was then. Uh, I would not name my vape shop uh, Iron Lung. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, so and the guy who wrote The Bulk of Branded is in one. The what? It's a big Lebowski reference. Okay. Bendy. Uh, I. Yeah, so oh, sorry. Nonfiction. Ask me what nonfiction book I've read recently. I'll turn it over to the two fiction dudes over here. I love fiction. What makes you think I'm a fiction or nonfiction book reader? Because studies have shown my personal analytical study over the past five years that we've been hanging out and exchanging books, you have more fiction books than you have nonfiction books. Uh, I don't think that's true. I think it's pretty 50-50 because the first one I'm reading is Undaunted Courage. It's the story of Lewis and Clark. Uh, before that, I actually read the uh, just fake Superman comics, Lois and Clark. I get it. Yes. I read the Enigma, the Alan Turing biography that uh, the Imitation Game was based on. But I think I already talked about that. Undaunted Courage was great. Uh, it's written by the guy who did Band of Brothers, Stephen oh. Ambrose. Oh. So, oh, he's okay. I mean, I think talking he kinda, about fiction, he likes to. He's been imagine and embellish things. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I mean, it's not. He makes it very clear that like this, most of this is from his journals, and there's been like many better books written about them. This is just kind of my interpretation of it. Uh, it's what they're basing the HBO miniseries off of, where Casey Affleck is playing uh, Meriwether Lewis. I forget who the other two are. They just halted it, I think, because they're going over budget. But anyways, I'm a big fan of reading things before they come out well, and trying to compare Street them. Money will get them. What's that? That Sesame Street money will get them. Yeah, over. yeah, that'll that'll yeah. get them over the Unbelievable. top. Unbelievable! That was an amazing deal. Um, the second book I read uh, is "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep?" The worst salad bowl entry ever, but. Uh, pretty good one. As far as science fiction book goes, I thought it was a pretty good page turner. It was a quick read, but not quick read in the sense that it was like, easy literature. It was it made you think a lot, and it was good. I still need to see Blade Runner, which I know it's only a very loose adaption of it. I thought Bees made that book title up whenever he put yeah, it. Yeah, I, I did too, until it's an actual thing, and I read it, and I ended up liking it. Yeah, the guy who wrote that also wrote the book that total. Uh, I'm sorry, short story that total recall based K. on Dick. Philip K. Dick. And if you like Black Mirror, you probably like his stuff. I love Black um, Mirror. The, the original story for Total Recall though was called We Can Remember It For You Wholesale. He had a lot of. There's a book called Flow My Tears. The policeman said he has an alternate history of like if the, the Nazis won World Castle, War Two, which is coming out as a TV series. The Man so. in the High Castle. You said. Yep. That's those are a couple alternate history TVs because they're doing the JFK Stephen King one too. With James Franco. Oh, uh, How's how is that a series? I don't even want to talk about that. How is Under the Dome a series? Well, that too. What, well, what's the JFK Stephen? Eleven twenty. It's like if they presented. It's like alternate history. Well, he's going if they back presented. To try yeah. And Stephen the King assassination. Is, yeah. Yeah, no, we, Stephen we King wrote, wrote it. Stephen King's not going back. He's, himself. he's a fiction writer. <laughs> is he? Yes. Oh, so that book I read called It is not. Anyways, not real life. The third and final book that I just finished uh, is called Of Course You End Up Becoming Yourself. It's the basis for the movie uh, The End of the Tour, which is uh, basically just one long interview with uh, David Foster Wallace, uh, known uh, most famously for writing Infinite Jests. He wrote uh, lots of other smaller pieces, a few other books, but that's what he's most famous for. It's pretty good. It's actually just like his you know, weekend-long interview with him where he follows him along the road and and does all that but I'm excited to see the movie with uh, Jason Segel and so is it based on that interview yeah Jesse it's, it's basically just that book recreated um, you know when Inherent Vice was coming out I kept thinking it was called Infinite Jest because I kept getting the confused just because the titles are identical very well loosely it's, it's easy I think to if you don't know them that well which by the way everyone should see Inherent Vice it's it's really good I thinking like, about it I just heard it's like, like Big Lebowski it's, it's the same concept it's a but is it so confusing where I'm just going to be like, this is stupid? It doesn't, though? but like Big Lebowski doesn't make sense. That's kind of the joke is P.I. I think Big Lebowski makes sense, though, if you watch it more than like once or twice. I haven't seen Big Lebowski. What? But that, but here's the point. That P.I. noir stories like um, Raymond Chandler and all that stuff. Wait, Raymond Chandler, right? Sure. I don't know. Maltese Falcon, whatever. They, they, there's a lot of plot things introduced that never really pay off, and it's like you're stoned when you're reading them. You're like, oh, I bet that's important, and it's it's not. It's just a thing, and it, it, it's all very silly. It's kind of drawing the logical leaps that so are So just this. throwing things out there for fun that don't really have any basis on the overall plot. And so when Big Lebowski like, and Inherent Place have uh, uh, guys doing drugs be kind of that lead detective, even if he's not really a detective, it's... It's almost making kind of a, it's goofing almost on the. On the so show. what are what are your books that? You're... Uh, the books, sorry. Well, I thought I'm maybe trying. you were leading into saying you read the book. No, I I, I need to, uh, but I did read the first three John Scalzi books in his. He has like a big series. It's the first one called Old Man's War. 
then uh, the Ghost Brigades, then the what Last kind Colony. Of, what kind of genre is that? Pure science fiction. They are actually the first one's very similar to a Haldeman book called Forever War, but it's basically humanity. Humanity goes out and uh, tries to spread their empire across the galaxy. I say seed. Wow. <laughs> that spreading seeds so we've all that's the that, type of yeah. book I read I won't say like how they do this because that's kind of a early spoiler but it, they're very fun uh, well written books and really imaginative repeat that again what's the book title and author oh I'm sorry John Scalzi S-C-A-L-Z-Y I okay I not Y uh, it's called Old Man's War is the first one and I'm sure they'll have a book list in there but the second one's The Ghost Brigades and then The Last Colony um, there's more I have to get to he just came out with another one in the series he also wrote Red Shirts, which I think is pretty popular, um, which is about a bunch of Red Shirts on like a Star Trek-like um, ship, realizing that they're cannon fodder and oh. getting real indignant huh. about it. <clears throat> the, uh, oh, the I had one more. Okay, I'm also reading Tibetan Peach Pie by um, Tom Robbins, who writes a book every decade, maybe, uh, but it's a basically a memoir. Uh, it's, it's it's fun. It's good. Uh, good classic Robbins. Our next question is uh, from our superfan, Jesse, who actually requested that we bring back this segment himself. Uh, his first question uh, is, what's the better superpower? Being able to shrink down to the size of a bug, like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, or Ant-Man? Or being able to grow in size, a la Honey, I Blew Up the Kids, or the Hulk? Also like Ant-Man from the comics. Yes. Well, thank you. Well, it hasn't been explored yet in the movies. Oh, spoiler! It's not a spoiler. It's yes, a, it is. Maybe no, it's Civil not War. A, it's not a. It's not a. It's not a direct translation of the comics to the movies. We don't know that. We don't know that yet. But yeah, I think that's pretty established. But do okay. I get to be Bruce Banner and whoever Ant Man is? No, you stay Philby. You just oh. become a bigger version. Yeah, I don't Philby. think Hulk's power is he gets bigger. It's that he turns into a monster. But no. okay, yeah. you turn into Hulk Philby. What's his name? What's the Native Phil American Banner. character's name from Super Friends? <laughs> Patchy Chief. <laughs> Patchy Chief, yeah. He gets, he turns giant. So how about his superpower rather than Hulk's? Sure, it's that's a, that's a, a general... Good reference there. Thank you. So uh, are you saying you want to be the size of the Hulk? Well, I mean, no, I... Think I that's like two people. No, I, I, it's it's bigger. Patchy Chief. Okay, yeah. I would do the shrinking one, like Ant-Man, all shr- or Ant-Man or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, because I already... Have to get t- stuff off the top shelf from for people at. This is more of a logistics stores. thing. So if somebody comes up to me and is like, Can you, you already please? understand the pain of being. Tall. Yes, if you could, you please reach that you know extra fiber cereal from the top shelf. Most of these people are older. This sounds like a very specific situation. <laughs> Can you please reach that extra fiber cereal from the top shelf? For me, while I'm over here in my cart, I'd just be like, whoop, nope, I'm an ant size now. Can't get to it. You're not gonna help the old people. That's like a super. Yeah, your one reason is that you don't want to reach to a top shelf for a senior citizen. That's a heroic thing you can do with your normal person body, and you want superpowers so you can get out of that. It it happens to me all the time. I can reach the top shelf, and I I don't get bullshit. Not the very top shelf. I. It happens to me all the time. I can't get away. Literally, anytime. Literally, anytime. It dinner, can, lunch. Dinner, lunch, whenever. It happens to me all the time. It just drives me nuts. This is your supervillain background. This is my supervillain background, yeah. I, who's, I, he didn't specify whether we'd be supervillains or superheroes. He didn't say it'd be a superhero movie. It could just be like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or Honey, I Blew Yeah, yeah he didn't even say super strength. Yeah. Or small. 
Maybe these Whatever. questions need to be more specific. I'm getting out of that situation however I can. Whether I have to grow out of the roof of the Walmart so I'm in or... reverse pufferfish. Or just... <laughs> see ya! Well, see, I'm on the same page as Philby, but not for the same reasons that like, I want to shirk my responsibility. I would Your rather... civic duty. Well, actually, no. I'd rather be small because I'm already awkward enough at the size I am of an average human being. I would rather just be small. I mean, you can, you know, eavesdrop on people. See, we don't even have good reasons for why we want to be these sizes. Yeah, wait, here's the thing. Eavesdrop, you said. I, I did ask the superpower question uh, this past week to a few people, and some people said, um, I'm not saying who, so it's not breaking the devotions, you know. Uh, some people said invisibility so they could eavesdrop. I'm like, that's terrible. It's terrible, oh, but it's so great. Invisibility. I don't want to hear what people are saying. I don't, well, don't want to be know. invisible. I don't want, you know, I don't want to creep in that way. Effectively but be if I just, you know, if I went in and, you know, just happened to hear something. Crawl under the door. It's no big deal. Uh, I want Ant-Man's powers to fight bad guys as a small person. Oh, so we're all in agreement. Yeah, I fight you. You know what? <laughs> I didn't mention this when talking about Ant-Man. YouTube? But YouTube. Bees, answer me this question. So, Ant-Man has the thing, like, when he's small, he still holds the same physics as he would be as a grown man, right? So when he falls through the pipe in the bathtub at the very beginning, and he falls down to the second floor where the guy's spinning a record, why doesn't that guy's record shatter and, like, break the table? He doesn't have the same weight. I thought he has the same it's, weight. It's a comic book. Movie. So he can, like, when he throws Is his punches fishing? and stuff... It's, it's, he has the powers that are necessary. Well, I want Ant-Man powers. I want... Yeah. The same physics They're to apply like to powers. me. They're kind of multi-purpose. Um, so if he falls and stuff, it's not like this. I mean, he did make a little crack on the ceramic, but um, he no they knocked the Thomas the Tank Engine off. That was in a preview, so I could. Yeah, say but that. it derailed. It doesn't hurt him because if it's bouncing off of him. In a trailer, I. Can Anyways, bees. What power would you rather have? No, I, I take the the Ant Man powers. They just seem fun. It seems like when he's. It's in the preview. He's, he's running for the keyhole and he has to jump and like shrink at the same time. So these would be the only one actually helping people <laughs> in, in this scenario. I mean, I'm just like doing it to shirk my responsibility. I'm just trying to eavesdrop and fill this I just want Captain America's superpowers. <laughs> but, but, but that wasn't question. the question. I know, but I'm, I'm calling it audible. Is Captain America the one who can't tell a lie? He always has to be he's honest. He's noble. He's noble. He doesn't like telling lies. He doesn't like telling lies. Only when it's necessary. Only when duty calls. I think we're going to see uh, him put through the uh, moral ringer here. I was going to say, uh, Bay. In Civil War. That's, that's for another podcast. Oh, do you want to... Okay. They did release the teams. Oh, I didn't that's, see that. That's next okay. podcast. Okay. Okay. Pump next podcast. Here, Pump the brakes. This is our stinger scene. Next question, uh, also from Jesse. Assuming both are real, would you rather be in The Walking Dead? And when I say Walking Dead, I'm also meaning the same kind of... Zombie universe, slow-moving zombies who, you know, a bite and 30 seconds later you're a zombie. Or Jurassic Park. And I think in the canon of Jurassic Park is also, unfortunately, Jurassic World right now. Bees, we'll, we'll start off with you. Jurassic, because you can just leave the island. <laughs> if it's not so easy to island. leave the island, assuming you're there first. If you make it off. Yeah, know. but there's, like, hope there. And Walking Dead, it's just, like, survive. And you're always in danger. Things Jurassic World, just, like, go inside the building. Yeah. Well, but you're still at risk in the building. You're still at risk, but there's, like... A, there's a, I feel like you have a, a better a, survival rate in Jurassic I think you have a parts. better long-term survival rate in Jurassic, but a better short-term survival rate in Walking Dead. You... 
you would be, oh my gosh, you'd be eaten by that giant fish thing if you were on your yeah, cell phone. first, all right, wait, no, go No, it would not jump out into the stands yeah. to eat bees because he How was on How come it doesn't phone? eat all the people who are walking right where, the, where everything is uh, when it could? You know, I don't know. It, did, it was it, waiting. Do you think it was unhappy in captivity? Like the it was world? waiting for it the was... Avengers team up with the Raptor and the T Rex. Ooh, um, but I think that it. I think that that scene was the producer's take on Blackfish and how that animals don't belong in captivity. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a commentary on that. <laughs> I said um, you want maybe that it's a commentary on special effects. It thinks bigger. it's too smart than it, it actually is. Yeah. What that's... are we? Oh, we're, we're digressing here. Back to the question. Well, so uh, what about I, you? I agree. World, or? I agree with bees because I think the. There's a physical limit. The zombies are, are terrifying because, you know, the after, spoiler, the first season of Walking Dead, it's revealed that they're all infected with it anyway, so uh, if yeah, someone died, it. like, there's there's really not a lot of hope involved in that universe, and it's basically them just, like, trying to stay alive for, you know, just to stay alive, and that's it. It's it's all, it's like Mad Max. They Jurassic, Jurassic Park, like, once you're off or, like, you're in a safe place, you're set. Just wait for help to arrive. And he got a good hour of, hey, dinosaurs are in zoos, and it's working well. <laughs> it's working great. We haven't made these mistakes before. I mean, do you think there were, like, a bunch of people who went the week before Jurassic World? They're like, oh, I'm glad I went last week. <laughs> yeah. Glad I paid my $4,000 for a ticket last week. Um, I would pick Walking Dead World because... Are you, are you, are you like, a, a doomsday prepper? You would get your go no, back? No, I'm not a doomsday prepper. I can't stand that show. It looks like a doomsday prepper, and it sounds like a doomsday prepper. No! I, I hate doomsday preppers. That show... The amount of multi-tools that you have, though, means that I think you would be a good prepper. Just because I carry a flashlight and a multi-tool seems like you're doomsday time. careful. I'm not just in case. I have the th- recommended three days worth of canned food that FEMA recommends because shit does happen. Because they're gonna put you in those camps, the FEMA camps. The FEMA camps? No, it's the three days worth of food, canned food. That's what FEMA recommends. I've got that because I've got, I've got cat food. Is this exactly. your rash- rationalization? I kind of cut you off. Is this your rationalization for why you'd want to live in the Walking Dead world? No. What about I'm it? Saying is more that that I'm, I'm defending myself from being called. I do a think you're the most prepared to live in the Walking Dead world. Um, I think that would be the best use of your skills outside of those two. I mean, within those two, not outside. Also, like once you got a good uh, shelter going, because you know it's it's not. Well, if it's the show, you know, you're there for a couple months so you could be happy before shit hits the fan. You would be, you'd be Gardener Rick. You'd be growing all kinds of vegetables out in the prison yard. I'd be raising my pigs, raising my bees. he'd be Dale and he wouldn't die like Dale. I would be Dale. Yeah, Dale went out like kind of, he went out kind of like a bitch. Kind of like a fool. I would be more Dale-like than anything. The the crowd watcher. The keep everybody safe gentleman. But... But is there a specific reason why you prefer that over Jurassic Park's world? Because I can't outrun dinosaurs. I can outrun a zombie. I can't outrun dinosaurs. So we're assuming that one-on-one chance with the zombies. We're assuming that in either of these worlds that you'd be in peril at one point or another. Well, uh, easily you'd be in peril, but like dinosaurs are pretty fast, and blue withstanding, notwithstanding, you know, like you just. You you don't have to be the fastest guy. You just have to be the faster than the slowest guy. But like, the zombies are the slowest guy in that situation. True. They have numbers. 
Velociraptors and Indominus Rex have speed. Do you know what you really need to survive in The Walking Dead? A wide-angle lens, because they're always right off-screen. No, they're That's always true. right off-screen. And it's and you always have to just listen for the tense music to pick up, and then you know there are zombies. You can jump on your uh, brand-new Kia and drive away, oh, too. And randomly find a Kia parked and running. Ah, I went to the wrong store. There's no shortage of gas in The Walking Dead's there, world. Well, no. I mean, they're down uh, in Georgia. All right, so, sidebar. I was reading a, a post-apocalypse book, uh, not zombies, just virus. Which book? Uh, actually, I would recommend it, but I can't remember the name. Well, go ahead. Which is really bad because Lisa, I think, recommended it to me. That's okay. Anyways, it's good, but they say in it all gas that's in the tanks of the cars is going to go bad in two years. Yeah. It See, they never address that in anything else. No. It's always like in in Last Man on Earth. Which, if you guys haven't watched, you should watch. Oh, Last Man on Earth is awesome. Second season's coming soon. Second season's coming soon. But don't they use the gas, like, from the cars? Yeah, yeah. siphons Not it. that I really expect that show to be scientifically accurate. Yeah, I, they're, that's a giant I think that's, like, that's a big thing that we just kind of be like, oh, well, okay, it works in that universe. I don't yeah, know, I think the that's the temporary suspension of disbelief. Yeah. So, All right, so last question. Final question. Uh, it's a classic. Uh, sent in to us uh, by Lisa. His favorite sandwich? Don't tell me why. Philby. Reuben. Bees. Chipotle burrito. Me, Italian sandwich with bacon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>